Okay, we've got echo, but I'm gonna turn it down, 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 down. Oh. And there we go. Now we've got that sweet spot. It's a sweet spot. Okay. <clears throat> I'm drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did I'm you take drunk. your shot? I did. I took my shot. All right. All right, so, honey, <laughs> this is our first recording. Yes, it is. Finally. We're terrible at it, but we will make it work. We will make it work. We have a lot of good things to say and do. Yes, we do. I just can't, I just think about the fact that no matter whether we succeed or fail at this, one day we can go back and laugh our asses off at <laughs> us talking to each other in this little house doing what we're doing right now. Because we did it, right? That's right. We had a vision, we had a dream, we went and sought out our dream, and it was a dream that we didn't even know we had in common, which is the crazy thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, that is correct. So. But this is this is awesome. This is we should we should um we should talk about because our listeners can't see right what we're living. So we have to describe this moment in time so that when we listen back to this recording, we can picture exactly in the moment in time that we were in. Right. So right now. I'm wearing an Atlas Roofing t-shirt that I got <laughs> from being awesome as hell at, at that my is, job. That is trademark. Some very, way. yeah, that's that's trademark, bitches. <laughs> I've got some crazy ass contacts in that I'm about to take out. Shout out to Unico I. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like unicorn or some shit, yeah, but like yeah. without the on... Uh, yeah, know. so so Justin and I, which my name is Lulu, by the way, uh, Justin and I have had this fascination with contacts because I ordered some one dime, and I I got them more for the makeup. It was fun, right? So it's a girl thing. But when he put them on, I mean, they just look so much more cooler. <laughs> and so we always talked about, we have to get more, we have to get more. And I happened to be looking at some contacts on Instagram one day and an ad popped up and I went ahead and looked up and did some research. We actually had a whole like list already made up but then we like luckily I googled them and it was like don't order from this company they're a scam right and so we found this other company uh, on Instagram that I did research on that happened to actually order from them in the past and they came as expected in three to six days, and they're awesome. He's got these like icy blue contacts in, which looks so good on him. He's like a natural like brunette, but he like went platinum blonde, and it just it it works really good for him. And they're oh. just they just look great. I'm just That's so sweet. Although I have to say, I'm not sure about these contacts. They, if you haven't tried contacts then you should try them because they are fun and they are awesome. Yeah, and it, it just changes up your look completely. And it, it kind of, it, it could set a mood. It could, like, totally make your outfit, you know, pop, I think. You know, and I think it makes just your overall, like, with your hair and your complexion, I think it just makes you pop. I like them. I don't think they look, they look they are way fun. weirder on me because I'm not as, like, light skinned or blonde so 
She got that look dark weird. skin. She I look like a demon. <laughs> I look like a demon with the mom. But it's okay because she's got that million dollar pussy. Okay, I don't, can we say can we say that? I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any restrictions. No one's ever even gonna hear this probably. So we can say whatever we want. So yeah, so this moment in time, it is November twentieth. Is it still the? Is it the twenty third? We passed midnight now. It's eight forty three. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it is eight. so early, and yes. we are. Kind of, I, I've got a buzz. You I've got a little buzz, yeah, absolutely. We've yeah. taken three shots of tequila now. I'm sipping on my first beer, though. This is my second beer that I can't manage to open. I'm like, still trying to open it. Oh my god, give it to me. <sighs> Thank you. Jesus. This is why I love you. Yeah, but Do I you don't, need this? No, I don't need it. Oh, okay. I'll just use my lighter. Oh! <laughs> That's how you do Sorry, it. guys. That who, must have hurt their ears. Who are you sorry to? Well, whoever is going to listen to this one day. Right, hopefully someone does. <clears throat> anyway. And if they don't, then... Fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, what? Wichita, Kansas, November 20th, 2020, in the mm, admits of the pandemic, the, the corona. coronavirus. Yes, it is fucking annoying. And I'm drinking Corona Extra. That's right, we've been drinking Corona since the day Corona was even showed his ugly face. Do you remember when they said that Corona was going to be no more Corona, like the actual beer, because they got so much bad publicity? I think that was just a myth. I guess so, because it's still going strong. Mm -hmm. Don Pablo down there, motherfucking Escobar, he ain't giving up Corona, because we all know he owns that shit. (laughs) No, man, listen to me. Oh, that's Cuban. Do you know what I say to you, man? Colombian is more like uh, Sofia Vergara. I know. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go so nasally all of a sudden? Because they all sound... Ain't no. I sound, know. I guess she kind of does sound like that. You're right. I never really thought of that. <laughs> so my my thoughts are that Sofia Vergara speaks just like me and you are speaking right now. <laughs> yeah. But she knows that that accent is literally the only thing keeping her in Hollywood, so she's gonna milk that shit. That, I swear. Like, on a scale of one to ten, she's like a twenty. So that that's no bullshit. Too. She's not a twenty. Sofia Vergara is not a twenty. Oh she my is god. like I swear to God, take her accent away, and she's a six. She is not. She is a not 20. a six. Everyone is. Oh everyone is blinded all, by the accent. First I'm of all, you. she's got she's got a nice body. Yeah. For her age, she's older. It's Hollywood. Everyone has a nice body. And she's got a really pretty smile. I mean, she's pretty. Yeah, the accent. Without the accent, she's nothing. I I'm just speaking the truth. I know. <laughs> this is just how it is. Anyways. I, I, <laughs> uh, she, you know her her husband's favorite team is the Steelers, right? No way. Yeah, absolutely. Who's and so husband? there's she goes on Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon's asking her about her husband and the players, and because I am a huge, uh, huge Steelers fan, just so you guys know, but... She goes on to Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is like, oh, yeah, so your husband, and he's like a diehard Steelers fan. And so she's like, he, Jimmy Fallon asked her about the players and what the quarterback's name is. And she's like, Raleigh Amaya. She's trying to say Ben Roethlisberger's name. And she's, it's like, it becomes a huge ordeal. She's like, his name is Ben Roethlisberger. That she's is not even, yeah, it is funny. It's Do you just, think she's making that up or? No, I mean, I think it's it's a hard word probably for her to say, but like I said, if if my whole evaluation if is true, 
then yeah, she's making it up because I think that she talks just as good as we do. I think she just makes it. Come on now, she has lived in the United States for like 20 years, and her accent is still like, I ain't no way we going to get some fruit and basket. Oh, you like the fruit? Oh, Jimmy Fallon, you like the fruit. Oh yeah, I like my, in my country, in my country we like the fruit too. I, I get what you're saying. My uh, husband, he liked the game, I don't know what it's called, it's a brown ball, and you can kick it. Uh, I tried to tell him though, cause he watches late at night, and I'm like, and like, it's time to go to bed, but he doesn't he understand, and I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> Where, where were you going with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Coronas. Coronas. They, no, they did not go away with coronavirus. They're still here. We've been, like, are you falling asleep on me? No, sorry, just yawning. It's, it's like crazy. It picks PM. up everything I do. I, I, I don't, yeah, 843, you just didn't, you weren't asking if it was midnight yet. Two I minutes ago. I thought it was midnight because I was buzzing. Buzzing. Buzzing off this drug. So... So here we are, <clears throat> November 20th, in the little, what we call the little house, because it is in Wichita, Kansas, and it is separate from our main house. And we call it the little, it kind of turned into many things, I will not say, because they are not quite... What won't you say? Legal. It's my, it turned into my office... Tools. Slash tools. Slash shroomery grow. Slash. We can't. I don't think that's. We can't <sighs> say that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't grow them anymore. And it's, they can suck my dick. Anybody who cares. I grew mushrooms. I was amazing at it. You guys, if we ever do become any kind of thing, I promise I will create a link with the pictures and the instructions because guess what? We learned it's not lot. illegal for me to talk about doing it. It's only illegal for me to do it. Do it. And I'm not doing it anymore because we've got daughters and it's just a little hard to try to hide. We have children. We got them children. And they nosy as fuck. Right. God. Ten-year-olds. So nosy. What are you guys doing? When are you gonna come inside? We're born. Entertain us. Dance around and look like clowns and it's like, ride a pony. It's like, bitch, we're trying to grow drugs out here. Leave us alone. Fuck. These kids, they don't. We're trying to go on a spiritual They're Little so... do they know, little do they know that those journeys have made us 20 times better parents. Absolutely. That's what that Many times better parents. And we're not saying by any means that you can just fucking go take shrooms all day and And all of a sudden... We never took them with our kids around at all. not at all. And we have our kids around constantly. So it's... Don't get the wrong impression. Do not get the wrong impression. So it's not like you're a really shitty person and you're just going to go take shrooms and go on a journey and just become an amazing entrepreneur. That's not going to happen. If you're a parent who is trying to raise your kids to the best of your ability and also a parent that feels like you're falling short and you don't know necessarily how to adjust and to help and the world is ever changing so no matter what parenting guides or anything that there is published that you could possibly read or research the fact of the matter is is that in two to three years that 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 advice is useless because the world has changed so much that it doesn't 
apply to the world we live in now. Like, I would be an amazing parent. I'd be a perfect dad to someone that grew up in the time that I did. If I could go back to and somehow have a, two separate lives and grow up and raise myself, I would have been amazing. Yeah. But the world has changed a lot. So yeah, you cannot. You have to be a parent that is active and important in your kid's life that wants to just understand connect. how to connect right connect within on a different a level. level. By all means, like I said, shrooms will make you think about and understand things from perspective that you just never ever possibly could and I don't care what anybody says without them. I mean, with, on your own, there's just not a possible way that it could and ever be done. One day, not tonight, but one day I think I had like the most amazing journey, right? I woke up, I was like in tears and hopefully this never makes it to any ears that, you know, could hurt me in, in, in the future, but you know, I was crying to my coworkers about this journey and they were so understanding because they knew. They they almost knew exactly what I was talking about. So it was um it was life changing to say the least, you know. It allowed me to almost have an out of body experience experience into my daughter's eyes and how she saw the world and how it how it, you know, looked like to her and her world and, and it was it was crazy because you, you hear that out loud right you could never think that how can you travel from your own body and your own mind into another person's mind and eyes and see the world through their eyes because it's impossible it's impossible until it is possible <laughs> that's a fucking quote right there <laughs> it's impossible until it's fucking possible that's right Anyway, um, so yeah, we're in Wichita, Kansas, fucking right in the middle of the United States of America. Smack not, down. Not fucking knowing who the fuck our president is. How fucking wild is that? Yeah, I don't even know. I basically stopped caring about it, but well, not that I don't care. No, yeah. But, but it that... is what it is. It's like, you know, when Obama got elected, people started saying, not my president, right? Like, yeah. well... No, they started, that, that was never more popular than when with Trump. For sure. For sure. But I think it's, I think the stigma started with Obama, I think, because he was our first black president. And it, it changed, it ship-shaped, ship-shifted the way that Americans think and the way that they looked at America. Because it was a different America at the time. Very different. I love black people. Just gonna say right I now. Love, they make everything better. I love black no people matter what. too. I, I mean, love black people. I think everybody... The United States wouldn't be the United States with all of the people and all of the cultures and all of the heritages that we have living in it. Right? It's inevitable. Okay? The world is changing. It's changing as we speak. It's changed in the last ten years. So, <clears throat> I don't think that it really turned into um, white versus black thing or white versus, or America versus right. the rest of the world until Obama, you know, was announced our first black president. And that's just the, the fact of the matter. No. And ever since then, ever since then, there's been a divide. 
There has. Girl, you tripping. There's been a divide since the beginning of time. Yes, divide. but it, it's, it's never been more prominent in our face. Well, Obama did not. Yeah. No, Obama didn't create it, but for the longest time, people just ignored it. Like, that never happened. Like, that part of the history of the United States never happened. Well, I guess you have one point, and I think maybe, I guess my perception of that point is that when Obama became president, it was like, okay, it legit is equal now, right? A black man has become the president, the leader of the free world. So I think from that point on, maybe black people just would not accept any more fucking bullshit, right? Like, look. Yeah. We, we're motherfucking like we're in the White House like you, you can't take no more you can't give me no more so, so maybe black people maybe Obama caused uh, you know people of different races I won't just say black people people of any race maybe he caused them to say no more bullshit and that is what really made it seem you know but I mean fuck racism has been around since people were born different colors we're getting in deep this is our first, first podcast, and we are getting in deep. This is a deep, deep, deep conversation to have. Sorry. Zot. Do you really have to choose Zot right now? Nope. So, Wichita, Kansas, 2020. Here we are, not knowing who our president is. And, and by the way, we should say this. You started recording with an accent. He's not Australian. I'm not Australian or I'm not British. from. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> um, he, Justin, I'll let you introduce yourself. How old are you? I am 33 years old. 33 years old. Which is old as fuck. No, it's not old as fuck. I had a midlife crisis, like, slightly. Um, like a very small midlife crisis, I guess I would say within the past month and I, it wasn't really a midlife crisis nothing crazy nothing crazy happened crazy does happen but I finally realized what people talk about when they say midlife crisis in movies we always think that it's about fucking buying a sports car or something I never really thought of it but it's just strictly believing what that your life could potentially be halfway over Right. Meaning you have less time left on the earth than, you know. I always, uh, I remember you telling me that as we were laying in bed. And I never really thought about it that way. Because I am 28, about to turn 29. Close to 30. And I could be in the same boat now, even. You know? Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about it that way. I thought it was quite remarkable and extraordinary that you you went on that journey or train of thought on your own you know do you know yeah. what triggered it do you think that you could p- pinpoint what triggered that just um just literally myself being at that age limit you know hitting that age and starting to think about life and the way the brain works and develops and matures, I've always felt like intellectually, I was a step above most people. I feel like I was more generous. I feel like I was more caring. I felt like I understood people in the world better, but yet it's funny because no matter how smart I thought I was or intellectual I thought I was, I still take the same amount of time to develop. You just can't, you know, 
we always tell our kids, well, if I could teach you the things, if I could go back knowing what I know now, you know, it's not even about like anything other than experience, right? Knowing what I know now, when we say that, it's just like, if we could go back having already experienced all the bullshit we've experienced, I would have been able to do things differently, you know, but it's not like any specific uh, amount of knowledge would help us, right? It's not like if you said, hey, guess what? Uh, you credit sucks. You're gonna want to buy a house someday, and if you don't do this, then you know you're never gonna be able to do it, or something like that. Yeah. It's not like if any of those things. If you could have told me all that shit, in fact, my parents probably did, but I didn't listen. Right. So yeah, it's just something that comes with the brain and with time and with life, and I, I don't know. That. Yeah. I it, guess I finally felt like so my whole life. Like it didn't matter when I turned thirty. I fucking I still felt like I was eighteen. Yeah. I still feel like I'm eighteen, but. It, like just something else finally clicked in my brain, I guess, that said like you're not 18, <laughs> and I was like, damn it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think back on um, that documentary we saw with uh, Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. Love too. Jim Carrey. This one thing that we found out we had in common very, very early on in our relationship, um, where he said. He learned that his father failed at what he was good at. So therefore, don't be afraid to fail. Because, you know, if you can fail at something that you're good at, and you think that you can't accomplish something because you're afraid of it, then what, do you, what is there to lose? Right. When you are, no matter what anybody says, it doesn't. we don't have to be... Old, young, short, tall, big, small, to understand the fact that when you're laying there on your deathbed, whenever that time may come, which it will come, that's one thing we all know, and you're thinking about life and you're looking back on life, you're not going to fucking sit there regretting the things that you did. The the bad, oh, I mean, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have done You're going to look back on the things you didn't do. Right. God, I can't believe I never even did this. I can't believe I never tried that. And fear is so real because everything that we do these days is so public. Everything we do is broadcasted with social media and Facebook, your mom, your parents, your loved ones. Oh, guess what my son's doing? He's going to go out for... He's deciding to join this shit. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, you know, any times that you succeed is are so public and, 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 and things like that. But also, obviously, the times that you fail are public and stuff. And that is why, because everyone's assumption of others' opinions on them is the reason that we all freaking are afraid to even live our lives in the first place. Right. And we only get one, people. I don't know. We might lose some fans right off the bat here. But like I said, this is a one-time journey. And you've got to take advantage of it. Because I promise every one of you, no matter what you think, you will not be living another life on this earth again. Like, once your life is up on this earth, in this world. And I'm not saying anything about afterlife or heaven. I'm just saying, you know, as far as this journey on this trip right here, there's just no chance in hell that you're going to come back to live another life. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so that's deep, and the imprints that you li- that you leave, and the people that stay, and the memory of you. Right. You've got to set yourself up to succeed from an early age, and it's extremely hard to do. It's extremely hard to do. There's so many distractions, and as a kid, you don't give a shit about anything other than what it is that you're doing at that I have moment. To that's cool. Guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Anyways. I'm back. She's back. So. I'm just playing the guitar, by the way, people. <laughs> you probably get a lot of that, because fuck it. Fuck it. Go ahead, babe. Well, it's just, you know, the, the, the whole reason that this podcast was even born, we talked about this very early on in our relationship, and we both talked about, you know, our past and, and, and what we always thought it would be in, in our future and what that looked like and our dreams and aspirations and, and, and things like that, but I had done radio for two years prior to meeting Justin, and Justin um, has these quirky um, voices that started, you know, in the beginning of our relationship that I just happened to, you know, follow him on. Um, he has this lisp thing, and then the lisp was almost mutual. It was. It was. I won't take all the credit. You, we, we. It was a mutual. Yeah, for sure. And and ever since then, we just came up with all of these characters and these, these these voices in our heads that that we were like, man, we would be so freaking hilarious if somehow if somehow we could just capture this in a video or a podcast. And as soon as we mentioned podcasts to each other, we were like, oh my god, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Justin was like, my cousin and I always used to talk about it told him about my friend and I would talk about it because we were so funny together but you know <clears throat> being a single single mom and um, living this world of juggling being a mother and, and being a businesswoman in, in corporate America was always in the way and money quite frankly was always in the way uh, I discovered that I had this talent where I could smile across the table to an owner or a decision maker and they could sign a piece of paper and I made, and I made money. It's called sales. <laughs> I didn't go to college. I barely graduated high school with my GED, um, and, but I managed to have multiple jobs and get into the corporate America sp- a world or space, if you will, and, and learn this talent that I had with just talking to people and selling them a, a good product or a problem that they had. I had a solution for it. And, but, you know, in the midst of things like just knowing that I had so much more to give and uh, I didn't know quite when I would be able to share it until I met you, you know, until I met you because Who? you. Where? <laughs> I'll kill him. Uh, okay. You're talking about me. I'm yeah. You, you need that partner in life. And it's not that I've never loved not being independent because being independent as a woman, especially being a single mother in business is powerful but for myself I need that balance I need that man to almost say hey give me your hand you've got this we've got this and having and finding that partner that has the same ideas or uh, journey is powerful and it almost makes you uh, invincible absolutely I agree and it's not that you need another person to be yourself. It's not that you need another person to live your life. It's not that you should stay with someone that isn't the right person. It's not things like that. I mean, you were 27 when we met. I was mm-hmm. 31. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we had been through our series of relationships. 
Actually, you had just turned 32. You had just turned 32. What the fuck? Why are you... Run air. Why are you... I'm just sorry. Kidding? I'm just kidding. Um, no, absolutely. She's right. She's right. It just... When you find a strong person with morals and that's driven, someone that is motivated to succeed in life, and when I say life, I don't mean financials alone. It's financials, of course, obviously has to be a part of it because if you have no money, I don't care who you are, unless you're a homesteader living off the grid somewhere, (laughs) without money, your life is going to just be very tough it will be very much a struggle and it's just something that we don't enjoy dealing with you don't want to deal with you've got a lot of things to worry about and face and head on in life and money it's just so much simpler if that is not one of the one things that you constantly struggle about which we all uh, you know wanting more isn't a bad thing either wanting more is you know it's just it's a driving it's a motivating thing about you know it helps you and as long as it's as long as you're not one of those people that's just never satisfied type thing because i've always been driven for money my entire life i've been driven for money but i also could care less about money in the biggest picture meaning that i don't sit there and i in fact i could go to the grocery store you know three years buying the same product over and over again i won't then you ask me hey how much does this cost this item or whatever i won't have a clue because I just know that I need it. I know that it's on the grocery store shelf. It's not going to be uh, outrageously priced. There's not going to be one item right here for $50, one right here for 5 And it's the same thing. I just know that doesn't work. Yeah, there might be a slight difference here and there. But for the most part, I just don't care. Because money just is not a huge, huge, huge important thing in my life. But Right. And I think that we both had experiences in our past where money was an issue or certain things that aren't an issue in our relationship that were right like uh you didn't necessarily have that supporting partner um you know to say hey take my hand let's do this you didn't necessarily have that partner that would sit there and 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 allow you to speak your mind you know in communication and, and express how you were feeling at that moment um, you know, you, you just didn't never, it, it never quite, and, and we've, guys, we've, we've had these conversations multiple times about looking back in our past relationships and how it was love, you know, to a certain extent, there were great people in their own, in their own ways, but they were, it never quite felt like they were it. And, um, I personally married twice prior to to meeting justin you know so i've been married and divorced twice and not something i've been necessarily proud of but justin's never proposed to anyone he's never been married and um it's not that he never even thought about it of course he thought about it but um you know he 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 truly you know also felt that they weren't the one and i felt like they weren't the one but in that moment in that moment, it's almost like your mind overtakes your gut and heart feelings. You know, it's like, this is how it should be. You should, this is what everybody wants. They want love. Somebody loves you, so you must, ma- therefore, you must marry them and, and push through to the end. And I've never been that person. Yes, I love you in that moment. And of course, I want the same things that everybody wants, you know, love until the end. But something happened along the way of both of those relationships that said, whoa this could be the rest of your life you could be this unhappy the rest of your life do you really want that 
and I didn't. And so... So the question is, I guess, the question is, if you're someone that is going to be asking someone to marry you or someone that is in a relationship and you want to marry someone, all relationships have issues, have struggles, have problems, correct? So the question, I guess, is, is how do you know that the person you're with, number one, it's a, two, it's a two-sided street. How do you know that that person truly feels the way that they say they do about you and truly wants those things? And how do you know that you truly feel that way about them? It's a, it's a loaded question, but it's, it's, re- it's almost just, like... <laughs> just make sure you're going to answer this one right here, okay? Oh, my God. Just kidding. Uh, I know you are. So it, it's more of a... Um, those are definitely questions you should ask yourself. But most importantly is, are you truly happy? Because it's a simple question, but it's loaded. What is happiness so, to some people? Because what's happy to you is, is different from my happiness, right? Right. And, and it's different for everybody's happiness. So it's how do you know if that person is your true person? As long as, I think as long as you can be yourself, because that is, oh my God, I can't tell you how important that is. If you have to change morally or even physically who you are to make that other person happy, that's not your person. Will you hand me those paper towels directly behind you on the um, stuff there? That was a strong... I'm like sorry. I know, I know. I agree. I, and, agree. I was just going to add to it. I wasn't okay. going to stop it. There, you don't even have to. Oh, wait. Yeah, you do. Sorry. Um, anyways, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So how do you know when you're asking yourself at the end of the day, is this person the one? Is this person not the one? So I feel, you know, speaking from experience, like I said, I am 33 years old, never been engaged, never been married. I have where's my gun um no yeah absolutely i think that number one there will be something different when you are with the person that you're supposed to be with there'll be something different and the only thing that is sucks about that statement is that if you've only been with this x amount of people how are you really supposed to know what's different you know without being out there and actually experiencing this person, that person, this person, that person, then how do you know, right? Which, honestly, the thing about it is there is no way for you to know. If you've only right. been with one person, if you've only, if it's your high school sweetheart, whatever, you know, there's not really a whole lot of ways to know. So you're going to have to rely on part two of this answer, which is the fact of, like Lulu said, how do you feel when you're with them? Do you feel like you can be yourself? Do you feel like you can be your true self? Because we all know that inside we are not the person that we portray ourselves to be when we're in group settings and say mm-hmm. I mean, we're all weird as hell right we're all stupid and random and quirky and just do the craziest dumbest things and say the craziest things if you can completely be yourself around that person without feeling judged or or whatever then mm-hmm. that's a, a good sign that's not the only sign though that's right. that is that that is a good one but number two is what are your values? What's important to you? What do you care about? Are they the same as that person does? What are their values? What do they care about? What do they like to do? What's important to them? 
family? What do they want? How do they, where do they see themselves at? That are, those are, those are in the most important things because, you know, you, this is a person you're going to spend your life with. So, and I'll add to that. They don't have to perfectly align either. No. There, there, there can be compromises. I mean, I mean, you know, we have different parenting styles and, um, but somehow in a weird way, even too weird, it, they're not too drastically different. They just align. We, they have the same moral compass, I guess. Our objective is the same, I would say. Um, but we have learned in a blended family because Justin has a daughter. I have a daughter from our previous relationships. But we have had to learn to guide them in what a blended family is and how that works in our setting because when they are not with us they're with mom or dad and um that's different you know it, it's adaption and and, and and kids are very very in tune with how to play that game right oh yeah they they know i can get away with this with mom but oh i can't get away with this with dad they grow up so much faster than they used to, and that's never going to change, never going to stop. But one thing that we don't understand is as they're growing up more, you know, as they're growing up more quickly, things like that, they're also maturing more quickly and things like that. Because my daughter's 10 years old. She says things to me all the time about like a comment. She made a te- comment in the car last night about mm-hmm. her teacher being cranky. She just came back to work and man, was she cranky. And I thought I never would have at her age. I would never would have even realized that I would have just thought, "Hey, this guy's just mad because somebody messed up or something." I would have never understood like, the fact that she put that together to me was just one of these weird things that just clicked in my head. I was like, oh, "What the heck?" Like, yeah, kids are crazy. But I'll tell you another thing about kids and our generation and the generation that they're all in is they're all fucking screwed. <laughs> they are all so fucked, man. They are so fucked. How could they not be fucked with like they don't care about anything. They do not care about anything other than their phones. Jesus Christ. I swear we are freaking everything we do is trying to get the kids off the phones and all they want to do is be on the phones more. Facebook, internet, everything. I mean not Facebook, I'm sorry, your kids are ten years old, they don't have Facebook yet, but They've, TikTok. They've had TikTok. They've snaps, had snaps. Uh, but what's an Instagram? Uh, a group group messaging with uh, text messaging. You know, it's it uh, games online. Uh, Roblox started with Roblox. Um, now uh-huh. it's what is it? Amongst Us or something like that. And then what's Among that? Us, yeah. Among Us is is that the murder game or something? Well, there's some kind of killing involved in it. Yeah. So it's just it's just. How to be parents in 2020 and how to, (laughs) in our situation, be a blended family in 2020. How to understand that you're with the right person in 2020. I mean, dating itself. I mean, prior to us meeting, God, I tried every possible dating site and, and I hated it. I fucking hated it because it was not, it was about making a split two, three to second decision based on a person's picture. And a small little biography of whether it was supposed to be funny or serious, their height, their age, whether they had kids or not, and whether they were dog or cat lovers. I mean, is that how we're picking our forever love now? And it is. It is. There's millions of people out there with those types of profiles, whether you swipe right or swipe left, 
or buy credits to to uh, be able to get in front of in front of them quicker. Fuck, I it's it's so much and um, it's it's overwhelming to say the least because yeah. you go through so many people and you talk to so many conversations and you go on these dates and it's like next 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 it's almost like you're swiping in real life it's like what are our other options there's not what are our other options you know at least online you're sitting at a, uh, a computer screen not face to face worrying about whether some guy is gonna it's just easy be angry at the end of the yeah. night because you don't want the same things that he does and you're not feeling interested and in, in, is you gonna be okay with that is he gonna just quietly respect you basically my have or? you basically have two options either you have your group of friends that can set you up on these blind dates for people they think that you would be compatible with right or the family members that are like oh my god johnny has this cousin that you should totally meet and and then go on a date with because he's so perfect for you but johnny turns out to be a fucking drug dealer asshole okay now girl two things I need you to watch when you talk about my cousin Johnny, okay? Look, he hasn't always known everything, and he's not the best man in the world, but I know you, and you remember how you talked about Johnny, okay? You said that he was cute, and you told everybody about it, so he had his hopes up, all right? I know he made a fool of himself. That I know was, he was drunk. one time. That was one time oh at God. Grand Auntie's Christmas party, okay? I saw him across the table. Yeah, he looked cute. I mean, he looked at me, winked at me twice, maybe once. I don't know. I can't remember. I had a couple of drinks of Jack and me. Yeah, but listen yeah. here, listen you here. I made the one you comment. You usually do, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. And you know what? Jenny liked it. Because when I told Auntie that I thought he was cute, what did she do? She said, you're gonna go on a date with him on Saturday. Guess what? I went on a date with Johnny. Guess what Johnny did? He stood me up He's... for an hour and a half. I sat there, and then when he finally showed up, he said, "Oh, I it, didn't think you were coming." It was Grams. She was sick. He had told you. He told you what what happened. It was unfortunate. But look, look, Johnny is a good man. Okay, uh, I I respect Johnny. Okay, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. He's alright. But listen here. Moral of the story is, you're gonna have those types of people that try to set you up, right? Or you're gonna go online and 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 keep swiping, and and that's that's the reality. And that is even that the crazy part about it is, and this is what blows my mind: the reality for our kids when they are dating is going to be ten times worse. Ten times worse. Okay, I gotta pee and smoke a cigarette. Phew. I think we just might win the crowd over with this one. All right, let's chat. We'll come. I'm gonna pee and smoke out there. All right, God, I got that. I dialed that feedback thing back, and I really we sounded so much better. I was like, oh my God, this is cool. <laughs> God, I gotta pee so bad, Johnny. Please, God, don't fucking just don't make any water noises or anything like that. Okay.
Boom, boom, boom.